Inch by inch, life's a cinch. Yard by yard, it becomes very hard. So if you're in for the long haul to grow your business, the great question is, how do you grow your business to be a solid business with a strong foundation where you don't have to spend lots and lots of money to get lots and lots of clients? Well, one of the big challenges in business, a lot of people want to get a lot of clients, a lot of money, quickly. So they throw a lot of money and a lot of time out there in marketing and advertising, and they make big promises. And many times they over-promise and under-deliver. They promise the world, and they deliver an atlas. And that just leaves you with a lot of disappointed uh, customers who then go off and talk about how poor the experience they had with your business. So when you start a business, think in think the long haul. Think in the long-term picture of what you want to build. And Rome wasn't built in a day. It's built brick by brick, customer by customer. If you need 30 customers, 100 customers, 1,000 customers, it starts with one. And how do you get two? Well, you can market and you can advertise and do lots of selling to get two. But sometimes the easiest way to sell your business is to that first person that you over-delivered. You gave them a great experience. So rather than over-promising and under-delivering, maybe under-promise and over-deliver, and therefore they're going to go away saying, wow, that was just amazing. Now when you over-deliver, that doesn't mean you have to, you know, part the sea like Moses. Many times it's just those little things that you do that you don't have to do that make people go, Wow, that was kind of special. I didn't expect that. So the simple formula to grow a business via the people that you are servicing is give them more than what they expect. If you give them more than what they expect, then they'll go, wow, and they'll go vocally and become an evangelist, a raving fan, and scream from the mountains about how much of a wonderful experience they had with you and your business. Because you are the start of the business, obviously. See, when people buy... uh, your services or your products, the first person they buy is you. You have to become likable. You have to be the person that they enjoy being with. You have to be the person that brings a smile to the face. You have to be the person that is the ray of sunshine in their life, whether you're an exercise professional, personal trainer, serving a coffee, uh, delivering a service, whether it might be, because people want to do business with people who they like. They have to like you, have something in common with you, and eventually trust you. So the first thing they buy is you. Then they buy your product or your service, and that is the second thing that they buy. And if you deliver a fantastic service with a wow factor, you build a reputation and you build what we call a brand. And when you build that culture, that brand, that reputation, then the brand, the reputation will sell itself. And therefore, it will start to spread like wildfire throughout the marketplace and people will be talking about you everywhere because you're different to everybody else. And it's not necessarily because your product is better or your service, you know, your, you know, the service that you give, whether it be a train session, but what is different is the experience is far greater than everybody else because people are emotional. And if you give them a wow experience and they feel emotionally positive and emotionally satisfied, they'll go away and they go, wow, that was just fantastic. Now, people like to exaggerate. We all exaggerate. You either exaggerate up or exaggerate down. When you exaggerate up, you give them a great experience that they didn't expect, and they'll go, it was just incredible. You would not believe it. You just got to go down there, experience it. They'll exaggerate it. 
So you just have to be give more than what they expect, and they will blow it out of proportion. On the other hand, if you give them less than what they expect, then they'll blow it out of proportion the other way, in the negative way. They'll say, oh, it was just terrible, they were so rude. And you know that when you hear people talk about events or situations or other people, if you wise enough and been around long enough, you'd realise that sometimes you just have to halve it <laughs> when you look at the reality of what's actually happened. So you don't want them to give them a bad experience where they'll exaggerate it for the negative. You want to give them a, a great experience so it's exaggerated for the positive. For example, uh, it just happened to me recently. I went visiting uh, Christchurch. I was there for a judo, the National Judo Championships. And Generally, when I travel, I stay, uh, I'm pretty loyal to the Hilton Hotels. And that's because I have consistently got uh, great service there and extra service than expected. Now, that's not to say that sometimes it's been a little bit disappointing. Absolutely. And, but if, if the good far outweighs the bad, then I'm always going to go back there. And if the good is that great, you're more likely to forgive the bad, <laughs> and even the ugly, the good, the bad, the ugly. So <clears throat> even if you stuff up sometimes, if you admit that you stuff up, then people are very happy to forgive you. And people are very forgiving if you sincerely apologise and ask for their forgiveness and do some form of token action uh, or token thing to make them feel, yep, okay, I'll forgive you for that and thank you for that. I can see you're making an effort. But I went to stay at the, the Doubletree uh, Hilton uh, in Christchurch. Now, they're already famous for when you first check in, they give you a cookie. Yes, a chocolate cookie. Now, it's not any normal cookie. It is freshly baked or it's kept heated. So when you get it, it's really warm. So when you, you want to get to your room and eat this cookie, because you don't want to cool it down, because cookies are better when they're warm. And every time you check in there, they'll give you a cookie. So as I was checking in, they gave me a cookie. Now, I expected the cookie because that's what they're famous for and that's what I've always got. But however, no other hotel that I've been to has given me a cookie. Now, most people, not everybody, most people like chocolate chip cookies and you can have different flavours as well. But obviously, they're famous for the chocolate chips. So I went, went to my room and what's the first thing I ate is the cookie. Now, was I after a cookie? No. Was I necessarily hungry? No. Was I desiring a cookie before I went there? No. But when I got that cookie and I... And I smelt the cookie, I couldn't help but to eat the cookie. Now, it wasn't a huge cookie. It was a good-sized cookie, don't get me wrong. So I ate the cookie. Now, when I ate the cookie, how did that make me feel? Oh, that was so cool. So now that feeling of eating the cookie, that satisfaction, that warm, fuzzy feeling is now connected to that business. It's connected to the Hilton Doubletree. So when I think of the Hilton Doubletree, I remember the feeling that's attached to it. And that feeling was the obviously the cookie. Now, in this particular time, they even went extra mile. I walked in to the room, and what was on the bed, obviously they had the little towel. Uh, they put the towel in there, and they wrapped it up, and, and they designed it into a little animal. Uh, and I thought, wow, how cool is that? Look at that, that's really cool. They made an effort to create this little animal on my bed. I think it was an elephant, maybe a swan. Uh, and I'll put the picture up for you to see it. And underneath that was a little letter saying, Welcome back to the Double Tree Hotel. Yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. And they also put a little Belgian chocolate there as well. So not only did I get a cookie, I got this wow experience of them going beyond the protocol, beyond what is expected, 
and they created this great little wow experience on my bed. And I took a photo of it, and I said, wow, now you may not be into that, but even if you're not into that, you will appreciate the effort that they took to do that. Now, that wasn't the end of the story. I then went uh, out for the afternoon. I went a bit of a shopping, and I you was know, preparing for the judo champions the next day, and I came back at night time, and I sort of pre-planned my meal, my, my last meal for the competition, and as I walked in, and because I've been staying there quite a while, they put me into their loyalty program. So I'm a, a Diamond member because I've stayed there so often throughout the time. So if you have a customer who's been with you for a long time, then it's really important to acknowledge their loyalty by putting them into some form of loyalty program. How you design that is up to you. You might put them into a club. I know when I, because I used to, I don't travel as much as I used to, but when I used to travel, I was uh, in certain clubs in airlines. They have the, the bronze, the silver, the gold, and the, the platinum. And I've, yeah, over time, I've worked my way into the different clubs. It give you different privileges. And, and now it's not about the privilege, because I can take and leave the privilege. It's not a big thing. But just knowing that you've been acknowledged to this exclusive group, this loyal group, and they go out of their way to say thank you in unique ways, whether they let you on the plane first, or they give you maybe uh, express baggage, or you can go to the club where you can have a nice wine. Now, I can buy a wine anywhere. It's not that expensive. I don't need to go to the Qantas Club or the Air New Zealand Club or whatever it might be. But it's nice to go there to feel, okay, I feel pretty cool. I feel kind of special. They've made me feel special, important, and worthwhile. So when I came back after shopping at Christchurch, I went into the... Uh, into my room and I was just like oh my gosh and I called Rory and I said you wouldn't believe what they've done what they've done they've put two two bottle Italian bottles of water there for me they've they've put a little little bottle of wine and they put a little cheese platter with some nuts and some fruit and they just put it there and say thank you we really appreciate your loyalty being a diamond member and if there's anything we can do I go, oh my gosh, this is just wow, wow, wow. I've got three wows. I've got cookies, I've got a little animal, I've got the boys and chocolate, now I've got the cheese and wine. I'm going, my gosh, this is quite incredible. Now remember, this isn't a five-star hotel. The Doubletree Hilton's a four-star hotel. You know, you expect that maybe from a six-star hotel. And I've stayed in a lot of hotels in my life. I've been through 60 different countries and stayed in hundreds if not thousands of different hotels. And this is probably one of the best, most memorable. And I've had many but this is definitely the most memorable that I've had. What's interesting is that as I was out shopping, I got a text sent to me, and it was this, I think it was from, her name was Faye. Hello, uh, Mr. McAvoy, it's Faye here from Customer Service. I'd like to say welcome back uh, to the Doubletree Hilton. I really appreciate your loyalty. If there's anything you can do, please text me. And I thought it might have been a mechanical type thing. Uh, so I text back, hi Faye, how you going, how's your day? And we had this back and forth exchange. So whether that's a very smart computer who can actually you know, answer my questions or a person doing it, either way, I was quite impressed. <coughs> I think it was a person doing it because I thought it was the first uh, some uh, computer program doing it. But they responded to my questions in a unique way that I kind of tested them to see if it was the person. Now, it may not have been, might have been just a very smart computer. However, they're smart to get a smart computer, or they're very wise to get a person to create that wow experience. So, wow, where do I stay every time I go to Christchurch? Of course, I'm going back for my cookie experience. And, yeah, it's not that I'll get the cheese, cheese pad every time. 
uh, because that was an extra mile type of thing. But every time I have stayed there, I've always got my cooking, I've always got something left in my room for me, and I've always got a little text. And when I left and checked out, I got another text from Sarah, I forget what the name was, saying thank you for staying at da-da-da-da-da-da. And he went back and said, wow, therefore, it's all those little things that you don't have to do that you do that will build the wow factor in customers becoming clients and clients over time becoming evangelists or raving fans. Because remember the ladder of loyalty in business. It starts with what we call uh, suspects. And suspects are just... People who might be walking around uh, looking for a hotel, looking for a personal trainer, whatever it might be, and they, they don't really know what they're after. Then they may inquire. Now that suspect now becomes what we call a prospect, means it's an opportunity. They've connected in some form, they have an interest, they want to lose weight, tone up, or they're looking for a hotel, or looking for an accountant, whatever the business it is in. And yeah, sometimes it's easy to catch uh, the fish than to keep the fish <laughs> you know because if you catch it you, that's great but if you want to turn that person from a suspect uh, into a prospect and you want to convert them into a customer that requires what we call the sales process you have to be able to sell yourself now remember as I said the three things that people buy first thing they have to buy you as a person they have to, they have to like you if they don't like you they're not going to do business with you so you have to become a likable person, a person of character, a person that makes him feel comfortable, a person that makes him feel safe and secure, a person who motivates him and inspires him just through your what were you through your ethos, through your energy, through your your communication, your vocabulary. And then, then you have to become interested. If you're interested in them, they'll find you interesting. So you have to be Ted before you are Ting. So it's not about the transaction, it's not about the product or service, it's about the person. So you find out about them by asking good open questions about them and how's the day and what they do and tell me about you and all that stuff. And then they go, for a while, you're actually interested in me, not just my wallet or my purse or not just my money. You're actually interested in me. You're giving me the time of day to find out about me without any form of transaction or sale being taking place. Now, when they obviously they decide they have they obviously like you, then they have to have something in common with you, which means that's where you try to find that familiar ground where you you might both might be parents, you might both like a certain type of sport, you might have a different yeah, the same view in life, whatever it might be. We have to try to connect with them on their level, on their area of interest, and then over time they need to long term have to trust you, and if they trust you, then they'll put their money uh, into you and your business and your product and your service and your vision and your mission. And over time, if you do that and you start building uh, that, then you're going to eventually build a great uh, you know, reputation, a great brand for yourself. So then when they buy your business, whether it be a one-off or a short-term, they become, you go from suspect to prospect to customer. Now they're a customer. Now for, them, now, for them to keep coming back to you, then you have to give them a reason to keep coming back to you and not to look elsewhere. To keep coming back to that hotel, um, that's where the cookie is. <laughs> that's where Sarah is, it sends me the text. That's where I feel at home. That's where I feel comfortable, I feel at peace. Yeah, that's my third place. That's my, the three places in the world I feel comfortable is my home, my workplace, and this is my third home, the place where I go, oh, I'm home, this is a part of me. So that, that 
that has to be developed in your uh, services, in, your, in, in what you do, that can create the third home and then they'll become a client, means they will keep coming back to you and that's where they start to build, the, build up the loyalty ladder, the customer service ladder. And if you keep creating great wire experiences, they will become more emotionally connected to you. They'll, they'll become glued to your services and glued to your wire factors and glued to what you offer and how you make them feel. Remember, people are emotional. You don't have, they don't have to be big things. They just have to be little things that no one else is doing. Because a lot of little things over time will build a big loyalty to your business. And they'll become clients. And then when they become clients, they will start to, yeah, this is a great place. There's nothing like this. And they become what we call an advocate. An advocate means they're loyal to you. They are, they're not just a client for your services. They're an advocate for you and what your business stands for. And they won't go anywhere else. And then if you keep blaring those wow factors, giving them more than what they expect, they'll eventually go from an advocate to an evangelist or a raving fan where they'll just start to spread your reputation and you have to go there. It's just a, a magnificent experience. And you get that sometimes when you go to a restaurant. The food's fantastic, the service is fantastic. And they just went the extra mile. You go, yeah, you got to go there. I remember in early years, myself and Rory and John and Danielle, we uh, built a business called the National College of Business. And actually, that's our background in business. We used to go to this Italian restaurant, and uh, the service was fantastic. The, the the people who were servicing, they were Italian, and they were you know funny and they were connected, and they were interested, and they knew us all by our names. Funny, amazing how many businesses you go into on a regular basis, whether it be a coffee shop or maybe the local Mitre Tan or whatever it might be, and you go there, and they don't even know your name. It's quite amazing. They don't even ask for your name. I go down to the local Mitre Tan, and I know all the people's names down there. I know there's Tim. Hey, Tim, how you going? And there's Wenzel. Hey, Wenzel, how you going? And there's Big Al. Hey, going now? But yeah, the funny thing is I know all their names, but they don't know my name. <laughs> That's very interesting. Wouldn't you think that you'd get to know uh, a person's name who's going to be loyal to your business, who keeps steadily investing into your business, uh, buying your products and services. I find that quite interesting. So, yeah, obviously you want to, uh, yeah, they, you want to get to uh, make sure that you know their name, so they become an evangelist because you can't, yeah, they're not going to be ambassador for you unless you know uh, who they are. Yeah, so as I was saying, uh, every time myself or John or Danielle or Ray would walk in, they'd say, hey, John, hey, K-Man, hey. And they would greet us like at the door, like we'd just come home. Hey, we haven't seen you for a while. And they would put us in our normal spot and they will bring out fantastic food. And then they did some amazing thing. At, at the end of our meal, we're having a great chat, having a great time after a big day's work. And they came out with a bottle of port and said, hey, this is complimentary on the house and gave us a little bottle of, of port. I went, wow, and we all had a port now. I'm not, I'm not sure that what the port was. I think it was just a budget-type port, but it was nice enough, and we were fairly charged on wine already. Obviously, Rory didn't have any because she, she doesn't uh, drink, but the rest of us made up for that. And they brought out, and they served us a couple of glasses of port to finish off the night. Now, if you look at the investment, I think back in those days, the port was, you'd probably buy that port for $10. And, you know, for, for me, $10, they probably used half the bottle of port for two servings of port for us each, and we went, wow, that's amazing. So... For $5, if you look at $5, which is two servings of port, when you look at how much food we ate and the number of bottles of wine that we drank, I can't remember, it was probably $300 bill or something like that, going back then, might be more, $400. $400 for $5 to lay over the top of that a wow experience of a complimentary port at the end, which cost virtually nothing, and it wasn't you know grandfather port or you know, some fancy port, 
we just went, wow! And guess where we went? Every, I believe it was a Wednesday, I can't quite record, every Wednesday after we'd finished in the studios and finished in the colleges, we'd all go down there every Wednesday. It became a ritual thing. And they'd bring out the port at the end because once they service the port, we expect the port. But we would end up spending $400. And then we started taking friends there. And before you know, there's 10 people there and we got a bill of $1,000 all for $5 investment of port. So that's only a little thing. You don't have to charge for everything. Some things you just put in there to make people feel well. And sometimes they don't cost anything. Sometimes they may cost a small amount. I know when I was an exercise professional, when I had a, a, a business called Gold Coast Personal Trainers, and over time we grew that into four personal training studios called NCF Lifestyle Coaching Studios, we started adding in lots of bells and whistles that didn't cost very much that made people feel really special, important, and worthwhile. Like we'd find out, you know, we would have a couch scene, we'd put their favourite coffees and teas out and reading material. So after the workout, they'd sit down and have a read of their favourite magazine or the newspaper. They'd have their favourite, there's five different types of teas and five different types of coffees so they can have their herbal tea or their organic, whatever it might be. And they'd sit there and they go, wow, I don't get this anywhere else. Everywhere else I go, I just get a training session and that's it. But here I get extra stuff and then we'll give them their favourite drink and we'll play their favourite music on while they're training. So when they're training, they've listened to their favourite music, drinking their favourite drink. After the workout, they'll have their favourite coffee or tea while reading their favourite magazine. Straight away, it becomes more than just a training session. It becomes a wow, it becomes an experience, not just a product or service. And put into that, we started putting in obviously lots of other stuff like the hands-on stretching, the hands-on massage with the towel. And we you know, asked lots of questions and find out about them. We found out when their birthdays were, uh, their, their children's birthdays. And we started giving the little gifts on Valentine's Day. You know, the men got a bottle of wine and the women got a bunch of flowers and all sorts of stuff. All those things that no one else does, they cost a little bit. When you actually look at the investment that, say, uh, a client would invest in you. And if you're, if, they're, if you're charging $80 a session across a year, you know, that's going to be a $4,000 investment. And you have to, for them to keep investing in you, in your base product or services, more than that, you take the cream, a little bit of the cream of that, invest back into them in things that make them go, wow, that's kind of cool. No one's ever done that for me before. And the greatest gift is the gift that you give someone when they're not expecting the gift. So occasionally, you know, maybe once every, you know, so many months or six months, whatever it might be, you give them a gift that is special to them. And we used to create a, a magic list when they uh, you know, became a client and it was their favourite alcohol and their favourite uh, flour and their favourite lolly and their favourite chocolate and stuff like that. And occasionally, for no reason whatsoever, we'd just give them, hey, we're just thinking about you. I, I saw this book in a, uh, a bookstore and it was on special and it's, uh, I know you love rugby union, so I bought this book about yeah, the coach of the Wallabies back then or the All Blacks. And for that small investment, they go, wow. And... What and you're giving the gift or giving the time or giving the compliment for no reason, for no expectation, uh, and that's when it's really, really special. I was it's like, yeah, you're better off buying your wife or your girlfriend uh, one rose per month when she doesn't expect it rather than 12 roses on Valentine's Day where she does expect it. Because when you give something when it's not expected, it just explodes the wow factor. Because a lot of time, men will give roses or flowers when they're in trouble, <laughs> not when things are good. 
And the only time they give roses is on birthdays or Valentine's Days or special events. But when you give some a gift or thought or some form of appreciation when it's not expected uh, because you're not saying sorry for anything, you're just, just giving it, then that, that is a very, very special gift. Uh, and if you can do that in your business, obviously when the times where it is expected, but also those times where it's not expected. And uh, they're the real special gifts when you give a gift for no reason, just because you were thinking of them when you didn't have to be thinking of them. For example, when Rory and I would go overseas uh, with our personal training clients, the first day we'd get a lot of postcards and we'd send a personal postcard when we were overseas to all of our clients. So we're on holidays and our clients aren't expecting us to be thinking about them because they're probably thinking they're trying to get away from us to go on holidays. But we do that on the first day. We'd write all these little personal cards uh, yeah, in wherever we are, whether it be in Paris or Rome or whatever it might be or Fiji, it doesn't matter. And all of a sudden they would get the card and they go, wow, they were thinking about us on their holiday. Now that's kind of special, isn't it? They're not thinking of us because we're paying them money. <laughs> They're not thinking of us because I'm just a transaction. I'm just a unit of uh, currency. They're thinking of it because I'm a person. They even think about us when they don't have to be thinking about us. That makes it even more special. So when you do this, don't do this because it's a good business idea. <laughs> because it's not going to be genuine. Ideally, you do this because this is who you are. This is your character. This is the person that you are, that you're a giving, caring person. If you're a giving, caring person, and you give your energy, and you give your time, and you give some special thoughts or gifts or poems or books, it, can't, it can be just a written note, it can be a card, it can be anything. If you can give uh, when it's not expected, then that person will, will grow your business for you because they'll become... And the evangelist, and you do that because that's who you are, not because you're trying to trick them into becoming an evangelist. And yeah, you know, I think it's really important that you do things because you're a great person, uh, not 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 just do because you're doing great things for your business. Do it because of who you are. You may notice behind me, I have my uh, wall of champions, and obviously, I'm, I love sport, I love business, I love life. And uh, in my home, I've got lots of uh, photos and statues and books of great people who I like to study. But I tend to only like to really connect with, not just because they're a great athlete. I think it's, it's more important to be a person of great character rather than just being a great sports person. It's, it's, it's more important to be a great person, not just a great sports person or a great religious leader or whatever it might be or a great politician. It's important to be a great person. And you know, on my wall here, I only have people who, from my experience, are great people. And then they so happen to be also uh, great athletes or sports people. Because I've met a lot of people who are great sports people. But when I meet them, they, they don't come across to me anyway as a very nice person. <laughs> so there's certain people say, oh, what do you think of this athlete? I say, oh, yeah, there are some people connected and some people don't. And many times I don't connect to them because I don't like, I don't connect. It's not that I dislike them for that judgment, but I just don't connect to their character. Because to me, character is everything. Uh, and if you can become that person that everyone likes, that person that everyone respects, that person that, uh, you know, that person everyone admires and inspires to be, uh, and, and you provide a great service and you put all the great uh, systems in the place to make sure you don't miss people out. Everyone gets their cookie. <laughs> Everyone gets their text. Everyone gets their hands-on massage. Everyone gets their 
birthday gift or whatever it might be, your own gets their gift when you, they're not expecting it. Just be th always thinking about it. If you put those into place into your business, it's going to grow organically. It's going to grow brick by brick, and you don't have to go out there and chasing bricks and making bricks because they'll, you attract the bricks, you attract the opportunities. Success is not something that you chase. It's something you attract by becoming attractive to success. You know, chasing success is like chasing pigeons. The more you run after them, the faster they run away. You don't chase money. You attract money by becoming wealthy in your mindset. You don't chase love. That's called stalking. You, be, you attract love by becoming lovable. You attract opportunities because you become that person who attracts opportunities. So become the person that deserves that success uh, and it, it will come to you. And not because you're going to get something out of it. I've had a number of recent experiences lately where I've helped uh, some people, mentored them through tricky situations in business and in life, personally. And uh, one of them is in Sydney and he was in a, a bit of a financial hole for a number of millions of dollars and he was manoeuvring his way through this minefield and getting out of the hole. And he says, "Came in, I'll, I'll pay you to mentor me through this, this situation. It's not just... A business situation, but also it's affecting the family as well. And he's, he's a father, and there was strain on the family, and the relationship was all in the hole, and the business in the hole, and all sorts of stuff. And I, looked, I said, "Look, I, I do what I do because I want to do it, not necessarily because you're paying me to do it. That's not how I, I make money. Uh, there's ways I make money, which is you know my business and my enterprise, which is a part of me as well. But this is more of a sideline. Uh, the only reason why I'm going to help because I want to help you. Uh, I always say, if, if 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 you wouldn't do it for free, then don't do it for money, because <laughs> that that way you know you're doing it for the right reason. So I mentored him through you know over a period of time. We're going on a year now, and he's coming out of the hole, and, and things are far better than what they were. I uh, just needed a little bit of wisdom from someone who's been through the holes himself and <laughs> has fallen into those holes himself and dug myself out. And, uh, you yeah, know, he's, things are great now. But what was a surprise, I went to my letterbox the other day and I got this bottle of bourbon. He knows I love bourbon and that's this gift that is very personalised to me. And he bought me this very, very rare uh, bottle of bourbon it's probably worth about a thousand dollars and I thought wow that's that's really special now he didn't do that because he expected something from me I acknowledge he did that because those thank you and they've been grateful he didn't have to do it but he did it and that that's the person that's doing good things for the right reason and I said hey thank you so much for that but I'm not going to open it until you're over here on a golf trip with me and then we'll share it together because it's not just about the bourbon it's about the connection and the experience with the person. You know? So it's not just about the thing, it's about the person that's most important. I have got another gift from another uh, a couple who I've been mentoring through their business now for seven years and they've grown their business from a, a small business now to a quite a large two-story building type business. Uh, and you know, they sent me this beautiful big thing, uh, box all rip, ribboned up and all sorts of stuff. And I was completely unexpected, and it had wine in it, and nuts, and chocolate, and crackers, and all sorts of goodies. It's just a big box of goodies, and I thought, wow, so it's not just, you don't just do it for business. Sometimes you just do it because, you know, someone's helped you, or you they need a bit of a helping hand or so, and I much appreciated that that came, and uh, they went out of the way, and they did what they did, but they didn't have to do it, it wasn't expected. And if you do that, 
to every person in your life, whether it be in your business life or your personal life. And you're always conscious of that and doing those things that uh, make people feel special and important and worthwhile. And you do it not because you want something, uh, because true character is determined by how you treat people who have nothing to offer you. Uh, a lot of people are nice to people because they're going to get something off them, whether it be the three Fs, fame, fortune or fans, uh, very superficial reasons. You do it because that's who you are. And if you do it for that reason, number one, you will always be doing it because it's in the cells of your body, therefore you never forget it because that's just who you are. I will come across as being very genuine and very sincere. <clears throat> and um, yeah, that in itself will build relationships. And whether it be in your personal life or your business life or your professional life, it's all about relationships because without relationships, nothing's going to grow. But it's a great business of a thousand customers is trying to turn each one of those customers into an evangelist. And first of all, to do that, you have to know the person, who they are, and get to know them and find out what their likes and what their passions and what their loves and what their needs and what their wants are and serve them and then overlay that with that little bit extra wow factor where you give them more than what they expect. So to wrap it up, business is quite simple. Give people more than what they'll expect and they'll go, wow, from the mountaintops to the world, wow, you've got to go and experience this. If you do that, your business will grow, your relationships will grow, your life will grow, and most of all, your character will grow. See you in the next KMAX.